Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Debo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 344, and welcome back to my muggy front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. A uh, little muggy. Uh, it's been raining over the last few days, so uh, it's about 95 degrees out, just a little bit muggy, but not bad. I mean, considering not all that bad. Uh, I've been taking the dogs for a walk in the morning, and it's been awesome. Uh, you know, just to have a little break from that intense heat is like so nice. I have found, and, and I have found like during this, look, I spent a good portion of my life in the Midwest and the summers in Phoenix feel like the winters in the Midwest. It's like you go into hibernation, you just need a break. Like I just, I just want the sun. You know, <laughs> when you're in the Midwest in winter time, you just want the sun. When you're in Phoenix in the summertime, you're like, I just want some cloud coverage. I just want it to cool off for a second. Please, just please God, send some rain. You know, it's so, it's so interesting no matter where you are. It's like, you know, it's, it doesn't work out unless you live in California. Like when we lived in California, it was like amazing all the time, except that we couldn't afford to live there. Like it's like such a beautiful place. It's just so unbearably expensive uh, to live there, but uh, we loved our time there. And so if you're living in California, enjoy it. You're just, just enjoy the beauty. Uh, enjoy all, I mean, you're close to the ocean. You have like the best weather in the whole country. You live it up, California. You love it, California. <laughs> um, hey, look, I, I really do genuinely appreciate each and every one of you who listen. Uh, I love that we get to figure this stuff, stuff out together, that we're trying to grow together and study together and go through things together. And there are some of you who have been with this podcast since the very beginning, since episode one, you've been tracking along. Um, and it's been really cool for me. I mean, there's a lot of people along the way, like this podcast has been helpful for them. Um, I was talking to a nursing student. Uh, she texted me and just said, hey, this was like a huge part of that journey for me at school. And that meant a lot. You know, maybe it's not that maybe it's not the case for the rest of her life. But uh, for that period of life, that was really important. So I love that over the years that we've been doing this, that I've been doing this, um, there's a bunch of you stuck with it. There's some of you that are new. Um, and I just love it. I love that we're trying to figure out stuff together, learn together. And at the end of the day, we're all just going like, God, what do you want? Like, show me what you want. Show me through your word. Help us learn. Help us listen. Help us move forward in what it is that you've called us to be. So I love that there's a bunch of you out there listening to this podcast and, and growing alongside of me. I, lo- I love that. Um, and there's also a bunch of you who continue to give and support this podcast to make it happen. And thank you so much. If you want to be a partner of... Uh, the podcast, you can go to frontporchconfessional.com, and there's a little button there that says partner. There's multiple different ways you can do that. So thank you for all of you who continue to do that. All right, we're going to continue in Micah. Uh, we are in Micah seven eighteen. Now we're going to move to verse 19. Um, I felt it was important to cover both of them a bit separate, although they have some similar themes. I think it's impor- important to cover them separate. Here's what verse 19 says. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread on our on our iniquities underfoot. You will cast out or you will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. It's beautiful. 
Uh, Micah 7, 19, I'll repeat it. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sin into the depths of the sea. Uh, when the kids were young, <clears throat> and Patty and I made a decision early on that, that we were going to spank our kids. Now, I know it's a huge controversial thing right now, but I grew up with it. My parents did such a great job with it. My dad never did it out of anger, and neither did I. And so <clears throat> I was grateful for his example in that, and so we carried that example um, into our own kids. And so we spanked our kids when they were young. And I remember this one time, Cooper was just continuing to be disobedient, continuing to lie. Um, and I had to spank him multiple times throughout the week. And so finally I get to this last time and I spank him and I just started crying. I like broke down. And this is in a season where like, I'm not connected. <laughs> I'm not connected with my emotions all that much. I'm kind of driving and running and going, but it was just his unbelievable resistance to help his unbelievable resistance to us trying to kind of course correct his life and try to help him realign like the decisions he was making. And he just was belligerent, like just kept, like we were saying, go right. He would go left. And, and, and so finally in this last time I, I spanked him and I just, I, I cried. I was just fell apart and it was like, buddy, please stop, please stop doing this. And it's so interesting in the context of all that the prophets are, are trying to communicate um, to uh, Israel or whatever. If it's the northern tribe, it's the southern tribe, if it's all of Israel. Like, um, it's almost like God's just like, please, can't you see like all that's happening in your lives, all this devastation that's going on around is as a result of sin and you making decisions to do it your way. And, and, and God loves, he disciplines those he loves. And so I want you to hear that. Uh, God is a God who disciplines. And maybe you didn't grow up uh, thinking that way. And maybe some of you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I grew up in a church that was like all about the discipline, um, except it wasn't about the love part, right? But I want you to know like he disciplines those he loves. I disciplined our kids because I love them and I desperately wanted them to course correct these decisions. I didn't want to sit back passively, enable bad behavior. Uh, I love them enough to do hard things. And, um, and here's what we find that, that God allows us to do that. I mean, it actually says, if you go through, um, I think it's Isaiah or Jeremiah, it's like, he actually is the one, I'm the one who put you in Babylon. I think it's Isaiah, but like, I'm the one who did that. I'm the one who put you there. And no, it's, uh, it's Jeremiah. Yeah, it's Jeremiah. And so it's like, he's the one. He's allowing it. But so if we're not careful, we just think, oh my gosh, like he's coming against us and he's, he's disciplining us. And, and, and then what Micah does is it reminds us once again that, that God is just a God of balance. His love, his justice, they all exists in equality he is both loving and he is just and they're not in conflict with one another and and so what we find here in this beautiful passage is this idea of compassion the compassion of god he will again which by the mean by the way means he's long suffering we continue to sin we continue to make mistakes and he will again over and over have compassion on us 
And I just went, that is so beautiful. And one, I just, as humans, we don't do this real well. We're just kind of like one and done, or we're like maybe a two and done, but we're like over it. And then we just cut people off. Like when they offend us or they hurt us or they don't do what we want them to do, we just kind of cut them off. But that's not who God is. That's not what God does. And so a lot of times what we'll do is project on God what we experience with other people, maybe our parents, maybe friends, but it's not true who he is. In the midst of your sinning, in the midst of your rebellion, here's what you need to know about God. He will again have compassion on you. Which doesn't mean you abuse that compassion. No, it means live in light of that compassion. And that, that compassion, it, it, the, the, the word in the Hebrew is raham, and it's a, like, it's a deep, deep love. So the compassion a lot of times I think gets a bad rap because it gets watered down in the in the in our culture. It's just kind of this puppy dog compassion like, "Oh, poor thing. I feel so bad for you. Like I'll adopt you and bring you home." And but that's not that's not the kind of compassion that God has for us. It's a long-suffering compassion. It's a cherishing compassion. It's a soothing compassion. This is, and, and, and it's a great love, like this compassion that is spoken here of, at least in this Hebrew word, is huge. It's big. It's all of those things wrapped up into one. And I wonder, I just wonder if you've experienced the compassion of God. You know, I can't, like in the last podcast, I, I think the one thing that just kept coming back to me over and over as I was reading this passage in light of what I was reading in verse 18 is like verse 18 is just continuing to remind us that we keep trying to do it on our own when really there is no God like our God. That's why he's compassionate like this. That's why he loves like this. That's why he forgives like this. And yet we're still trying to prove to him. And so it's just like, stop doing that. Live in light of his compassion. Let his compassion transform your life. Some of you are just wiped out wiped out instead of just receiving the gift that he's giving to you this gift of compassion this gift of this cherishing love this cherishing cherishing soothing love he has for you just take that in for a minute i mean look i know this for a fact that there are those of you who listen to this podcast podcast right now who do not feel that you feel you feel like he's angry, disappointed, done with you. And, and what what Micah's kind of coming back to, he's like, listen, oh, again and again and again and again, he shows us compassion. It says like this, he will tread on our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all, He, uh, you will cast, he says this about God, you will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea that is a captivating thought that is an overwhelming thought we think he keeps his our sins near to him we think he's got his finger in our chest going see you did it again you idiot because that's what we've experienced from other people in our life but that's not what Micah's trying to help us understand. He's trying to realign us back to verse 18 about who our God is. And who our God is, is he is a God 
who treads on our on our sins on our iniquities and he casts them into the depths of the sea they're away from him away not near his compassion for you it's like breaking his heart that's why he keeps coming back over and over and over again he stands at the door and he knocks, right? It's not like he's just standing at the door. It's not that he's even left the house. He's present. And he's actively knocking on the door of your life, of your heart. And he's going, will you allow me to come in? Will you allow me to be a part of your life? Or will you continue to distance me? Will you continue to keep me at an arm's length? Will you continue to project on me? Will you continue to try to survive on your own? Or will you just receive what I want to give to you? I want to give you my compassion. I want to remind you over and over the way I view sin through my son Jesus is that I've crushed it. I've thrown it into the depths of the sea So you no longer have to feel like you have to prove to me anything, anything. And this, I believe, is what Jesus was talking about when he was like life and life to the full. This is what it means when he says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest for your souls. And we think we're just so many people with heavy souls. So many people keeping God at a distance because they've just presumed on him as opposed to this is who he is who like Micah says who is like our God who is like our God who just continues to have compassion over and over and over who continues to tread on our sins who continues to throw our sins in the deepest sea that's who our God is this is what we see in the person of Jesus who made that possible, who took on our sins. You know, again, I say this passage all the, all the time. He who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. His compassion over you is immense, immense. Draw near to the heart of God. Draw near. Draw near to the heart of God because Christ's compassion crushes our sins receive that whenever wherever you're listening to that just receive that so the question is this what are you holding on to that god wants you to let go of what are you holding on to that god wants you to let go of god father god we need your help we need you to guide us we need you to lead us spirit of the living god awaken us to your compassion Thank you that you draw us in, that you love us, you know us, you see us, you care about us, and you saved us. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Until next time, cheers.